Hello and welcome back to Expression FM as we bring you coverage of another European Champions Cup game at cold, wintry Sandy Park as the Exeter Chiefs prepare to face French giants Castro Olympique. To guide you through this crucial Paul May match is me, Alex Gregor, and alongside me is TNS and Sunday Sports Show regular Joseph Terry. After a rocky start this season, X have recovered well and have lost just two games since the end of November, with the latter of those two defeats coming last week in Pretoria against the Bulls. Elsewhere in Europe, X have been having a good time this season, with a win away against Castro kick off the campaign and backing that up with a convincing victory over the Bulls at Sandy Park. This leaves the Chiefs in fourth place in Pool A with a game remaining. Domestically, Exeter have begun to rise up the table once more in an attempt to return to the playoffs after two years. Currently finding themselves in fifth place, but only a point behind Harlequins and Gloucester in third and fourth respectively, honours are still very much a possibility for Chiefs this season. One team that would not be challenging for a domestic title are the visitors to Sandy Park today, Castro. Despite topping the regular season table in last season's sort 14, they now find themselves in 11th position. With just the three-point gap to the relegation playoff spot below, the threat of the Pro D Dell looms large for last season's perennial pace setters. There was much hope going to this season for them, with a final appearance last season along with some crude, some crude signings in the form of Leonid Nakarawa and the emergence of Santiago Arato as a key man. However, with the squad not gelling as well this season, cracks are beginning to show. One win the league since October, and one of the worst offensive returns in the top 14 make grim for grim reading. As qualification goes to these two sides, X have already guaranteed passage into the round of 16 despite the defeat last week. However, there is still a home time to fight for, with Leinster, Sharks and Saracens seemingly destined for three of those spots, it leaves just one left for Exeter and Edinburgh to fight over. Exeter is in the strongest position with a bonus point victory securing that home game. To overtake, Edinburgh has to best Exeter result whilst playing the so far undefeated Saracens. Castro, on the other hand, will not be seeing any type of Champions Cup knockout action, currently sitting bottom of the pile in Pool A and on zero points. They need a win today to salvage any kind of European exploits this season. Defeats of Racing 92 and Bordeaux will give them a chance of getting into the Euro- European Challenge Cup round of 16, but unfortunately the Champions Cup is now an impossibility. Exeter have made five changes ahead of today's fixture, with Rob Baxter and Ali Heffer seeing it as a chance to rest some key men with qualification already assured. The first two in the front row as we see James Kenny make his first start in European rugby and Josh Isa for Scott coming in on the tight head. They replace Scott Sear and Harry Williams respectively. In the second row, Jenkins has a new partner this week with Yannis Kirsten starting alongside. In the backs, Harvey Skinner is preferred to Joe Simmons at fly half and will be joined in the midfield by Rory O'Loughlin who replaces Solomon Akata and Henry Slade who was cleared of his red card last week starts at 13. Following the 34-21 home defeat to Edinburgh last week Castro made a whopping 13 changes as they shift attention to the league for the remainder of the season. The only man in the patch to keep his starting berth is French international hooker Gaetan Barlow. Elsewhere former internationals Levan Shilashava of Georgia and Matthew Babalor of France come in. The story of the back line is Rory Cockett. The scrum half has retired at the end of last season to take up a coaching role at the club. However, has made a minor comeback this season, aged 36, to help his side on a few occasions. This will be the former French international's first start since retiring. He replaces Uruguayan Santiago Arata, who's going through a concussion protocol this week. He is partnered in the half by former Harlequins fly half Ben Boschka. The other man to keep his starting place is winger Thomas Lurigan moving across from fullback. The four lineups today are James Kenny, Jack Innes and Josh Isover Scott in the front row for Chiefs, Yannis Kirsten, Daffa Jenkins in the second row. Dave Ewers, Wales International Christians and England's National Sam Simmons are in the back row. 
the halfbacks are Sam Maunder and Harvey Skinner refer to the two Maunder and Simmons who are both on the bench in the, in the midfield it's Rory O'Loughlin Henry Slade and the back three of Woodburn Noel and Hodge on the bench is new signing Dan Frost Scott Seo, Harry Williams Jack Dunn 19-year-old Greg Fisselau, Jack Maunder, Sam, uh, Joe Simmons, and Solomon Akasa. For the visitors today, they've got Antoine Tishi, Gaetan Balo, and Levan Stilashava in the front row. Gotham Maravat and Florian van der Berge are in the second row. Matthew Babolo, Baptiste Delaporte, and Fabian Tuchino are in the back row, the last of which will make his professional debut today. In the half-packs, it's Rory Cocker and Ben Bosket, as mentioned previously. And in the midfield, Fiji international Andre Kokagi starts alongside Adrian Segure. In the backs, it's Larigain, Bouton and Dumora are the back three. On the bench is Brice Humbert, Canada international Matt Tierney, Aurelien Azar, Kenneth Konaf, Renu Pietze, Tariki Ben Nichols, Julian Blanc, and Theo Chabon. Some difficult names in there, Joseph, to name a few. What are your thoughts on today's game? Looking forward to it? Certainly looking forward to this game today, Alex. I think it's an, an interesting game when we look at in terms of form and in terms of what these games mean for both teams. The new format of the Champions Cup has meant that we have got no dead rubber games really in this tournament this year and I think it's a good, good thing to see there I think that the changes for forecast make this team make this game a very interesting thing to discuss and to look at however I think the X2 will be coming to this game with some real drive and motivation to get that home tie because at the end of the day for these European nights home advantage really is an important thing yeah, absolutely agree. I think home advantage is such a key thing, as you mentioned. Extra looking, at, it's looking like now a win should be enough to see that through. Maybe even a top two spot, which would guarantee them a quarter final here at Sandy Park if they make it that far. But we will join you in just a couple of minutes for kickoff here at Sandy Park. We are here at Sandy Park, Joseph. It is one of the best atmospheres I've experienced here in a long, long time, I must say. Packed out to the brim. Hundreds of, I don't know, mascots on the field. Stands are full. I can't wait. It's such a great atmosphere. Cannot wait either. It's a real... Heineken Cup Champions Cup night here we can see we've as you said we, we've got about a hundred odd mascots we've had some representatives from the Navy here as well we've even had Chief so it's a it, they've given us the full nine yards however really look forward to this game great atmosphere and uh, I think it's an atmosphere that's warranted because this game is important for Chiefs to secure that home tie yeah you're damn right Joseph a win here for Chiefs and it guarantees them a hope quarterfinal but Andrew Brace blows his whistle Ben Butter gets us underway as long as it was Ollie Woodburn who takes this on his own 22 Kiwi puts boots balls long Woodburn takes it Justin Field Josh Hodge we know big his left boot is but he's caught well by Tushi the loose head prop Josh Irish for Scott is going to carry next Maunders there quickly for the ball but Cocker snipes him for, makes it a loose pass Exeter still have it though Harvey Skinner for stepping at nine nice hands from Dave Viewers he flicks it back into Isa for Scott the tight head prop getting busy early on this game but Castro get the turnover a little bit of office. they're not sure who it was but excellent turnover from Castro Von der Verge and Chilashava I think are amongst the supporters of that turnover Castro have a chance to go ahead Joseph they do here, and Kastra have been showing their dominance in the forward pack here, particularly within those mall situations and those crash malls as well. So actually, I think that 
many maybe people that came into this game thinking this would be a slightly easy game for Chiefs to win does not look like it so far no not at all I have to agree that's very even the opening five minutes and they are going to take a shot of goal Castro Ben Bosca will line it up Ben Bosca to line up the kick formerly of sort of French journeyman nowadays Montpellier Oina Bordeaux for settling here at Castro fly half steps up left footed 39 metres out from the goal line ball's on its way it's got still got the distance it's got the accuracy as well and Castro have a 3-0 lead here 6 minutes in at Sandy Park so an early substitution for Castro they're forced into it Antoine Bouzon is forced to go off and replace by number 23 Thierry Chabounet as Exeter have a free kick on the back of the scrum go the whip for the field to find right winger Jack Knoll the England Nationals brought down 30 metres out from the line it's fine for Yannis Kirsten in midfield next up Harvey Skinner finds Josh Oliver Scott a lovely line from James Kenny offers up some space to the Kiwi Exeter still have some numbers on the left hand side lovely Dev handsome Skinner push Jack Innard Jack Innard gives it all out wide it's right over Chiefs and they finally get their score I think it's Henry Slade, no, Rory O'Loughlin, in fact. The Island International scores out wide in the corner. Some excellent faith by Yannis Kirsten, James Kenny, George Oliver Scott, and then some deaf hands from Harvey Skinner. Finds his face to Jack Innard, who unselfishly gives it on to Henry Slade, in fact, for the try in the corner. Joseph, some of your thoughts. Chiefs have finally started to hook up that attack and get rid of some of those errors and those accuracy issues. I think that Chiefs have really managed to crack through that defence now and I think Chiefs have been threatening to score a try like that for the last 25 minutes of this game and it's finally been converted now and I think this is a good this will be the moment when Ali Heffer and Rob Baxter will look to push on furthermore. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And to clear up clarification, there's Henry Slade with a try. The England international outside centre. Scores in the corner to put Exercise 5, Castro Olympique 3. So Henry Slade is going to line up to take the kick himself. 10 metres in from touch, 25 in from the try line. Here he goes. Keeps his high wells. Easy got the distance. Easy got the accuracy. Henry Slade nails the kick. And the score goes to Exeter G7, Castro Olympique 3. Half an hour into this game. So here it is, Jack Innard. To tap and go. Runs up. Again, denied. Two metres out though, Exeter. They are so hard to stop from this close range. Penalty advantage already. You must think that play's going to go to the bin. Offside, I believe it was four. Kirsten looks to go over the top. The South African denied. I think it's Dave Ewers next up to take a go. He's repelled really though now. Excellent. Now four metres away. Penalties to Chiefs. Brace reaches for his pocket. Who's it going to be? He's got a yellow card in his hand. He's calling. Who's he calling over? He delivered it. And it looks like, I think it's Baptiste de la Porte. The number seven. He's been sent to the bin. Excellent hanging around here. Jack Inner takes it quickly. And Exeter, right on the front foot once again. Penalty to Castra. Exeter, after so long on the line, concede the penalty and the chance goes begging. So the ball is feeded by Maunder. That's going to go anywhere. So Maunder plays out quickly. Skinner gets hands on to Woodburn. He sets back inside. Gets a few yards, even with Kogagi on his back. Quick ball for Exeter. Dave Ewers next to carry forward. 
the fan favourite taken down. James Kenny plays at the back to Skinner. The death has the Harvey Skinner! Stop that Harvey Skinner! He finds Sam Simmons on that on the wing. The fly half running the show so far today. James Kenny plays out of the back once again to Skinner. On the Daft Jenkins, he's met really well with Tishi. But actually gets out of the tackle. Chiefs have penalty advantage here, but very much on the front foot. Jets over Josh Ice over Scott. Tight head prop. Goes forward, but we're going to go back for the, another penalty. Not sure, high tackle, well, the looks of it from the referee. He's going to have a look over the big screen. Oh, so we've just seen it's not obstruction, it's a late hit from Tokino. This could be number eight, Faber and Tokino. Could be in some very, very serious trouble here. It's Josh Isever Scott. No, sorry, it's James Kenny, I think, falling after giving a tip on pass. And Tokino puts a shoulder straight into the head. No arms either wrapping. I, I can honestly see it's going one way, Joseph. I can see no mitigating factors here. Stop this being a red card offence. I have to agree. I think Andy Race is going to have to find some miracle reason for Tokino to return to this match. And on his professional debut, the number eight may be having an early bath. So Andrew Brace has made his decision. He has got the red card from his pocket. He displays it to Castro's number eight, Fabian Tokino. And on his professional debut, is sent off for a deliberate charge to the head. No arms, Jake. Joseph, sorry, I can only see this going one way. I have to agree with it. No mitigation involved. Oh, shoulder straight to the head. Agreed? Totally agreed. Incredibly poor challenge. No mitigating factors. No attempts to even tackle properly. No attempt to even use arms. Not what we need to see in game modern rugby. No, absolutely agree. And while that's going on, extra kick to the corner. And Hooker Jackin is getting ready to throw in. Here it goes to the back. Shunza takes it. And Exodus out of the driving ball. Now always have a two-man advantage with Delaport also in the bin. It's rumbling towards the line. Here we go for the Chiefs. Just short. But penalty drive for the Chiefs. Andrew Bracey runs under the post. Exodus Chiefs have their second score. This time through the penalty try. The ball was just too hard to stop for Castro. And they were forced to bring it down. And in fact, it's another yellow card, Joseph. I don't know who for, but Castro down to 12. Yes, you're hearing that right. 12 men at the end of this first half. Exergy's 14, Castro Olympic 3. And I think it's for number 6, Matthew Babador. And even more incredibly, Castro have no back row. Their entire back row are now off the field. Incredible scenes here, Joseph. Don't pitch yourself. We're not watching Rugby League when they've started off with 13. It is 15 v 12 now. I don't know what's going on. Cocker's trying to plead with the referee, I think. But number six is seven and eight are all off the field right now. We've got flashes back to the blind side, puts a little kick in behind. Woodman needs to be careful here. Ollie Woodman lets it bounce, but deals it really well in the end. And does it down inside his own in-goal area. And with just a few seconds to go on the clock, Henry Slade takes it quickly. Nobody in the backfield for Castro. And in fact, he's going to bobble out into touch. And we're going to call half-time there. An incredible first half. That last 10, 5, 10 minutes was some of the weirdest I've ever seen. Joseph, some of your thoughts so far? End of that second half is probably the most bizarre four minutes of rugby I've ever watched in my life. Uh, I think first half, 
summarising thoughts. I think both teams were very nervous at the start of the half, and then I think Chiefs started to get more uh, more confident as the uh, penalty discipline of cast started to decrease every single phase they were having to defend. Of course, it came to a point when they were taken down to 12 men after two sin after two yellow cards and two and one red card. I think Chiefs definitely go into this halftime as the stronger side as you'd expect, and I think that for cast it's a very difficult job now to get some result out of this game, particularly given the fact that Chiefs will have so much momentum at the start of the second half. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree with you there. Chiefs becoming the better side later on in that second, in that first half. Obviously, the numerical advantage helping, but they have really better into this game. So at half-time at Sandy Park, it's extra Chiefs 14. Getting ready for the second half at Sandy Park. Extra made one change at half-time by the looks of it. In the four was Scott CEO coming onto the field. And in fact, and Harry Williams, both loose heads, both props changing over. So there's no more James Kenny or Josh Ice over Scott. But as we get things underway, <laughs> the Castro backfield looking incredibly bare with just 12 men on the field at the moment for them. We get underway here. It's taken in the backfield by Chabon. And the number 23 is taken down quickly. Jack in as a throw in goes to the front for Jenkins here we go the Chiefs back Rory towards the line you can't stop it the pink machine is over for the try Jack in and I believe with a score Urka and extra Chiefs finally get their just rewards after so long in the 22 Jack in and rewarded with it Dav Jenkins roars in approval as the try is given Jack in and getting his just rewards there as we see Jack Dunn being sub- subbed on here as we wait the conversion to be taken. Great performance there from Chiefs in the driving mall. And I think this shows that Chiefs have been the better side ever since that pivotal time at the end of the first half. They started the second half encountering some pressure, however, responding adequately and with some real class. Yeah, Chiefs responding really well just to clear up. Sam Stevens with the try score there. Not Jack Innard. But Chiefs now 19-3 up with 17 minutes to go in this game. So Henry Slay says he'll take the kick. On his way, it's over there in the post. Slade nails the kick. And Exeter moves to 21-3 up. 54 minutes in. And just one try away from the bonus point score. Dan Frost ready to throw the line out. Five metres out from the Castro line. Extra looking for a bonus point score. Jack Dunn takes it. Here we go. Exeter Small rumbling towards the line. Here it goes. Dan Frost for the line. Andrew Bracey, penalty try. Another penalty drive for Exeter. Again for a mall. And Castra. Joe's here. Do you ever guess what's going to happen to them? There's another yellow card for Castra. Not sure who to. We'll get back to you in a minute. But the mall just too much for the blue team. And Exeter go up 28 points to three with seven minutes to go in the second half. If you describe Cuz's performance in two words, it would be poor discipline. <laughs> I think that shows there. The uh, fourth card of the game for the French outfit, the third yellow, and that penalty try there. Great driving ball there by the Chiefs. Great attacking offensive threat. Way too much pressure that the French team could handle. And it looks like Castellon and Peak are going to be crushing out the Champions Cup. 
in a rather embarrassing fashion. Yeah, and with no points in this group, as Aurelian Azar is finally sent to the bin and making the score Exergy's 23, Castro Olympic 3 with six minutes to go. So the ball's going to feed it in by Jack Maunder. Exit get penalty advantage from well for the scrum, rumbling forward. Exit balls to use it. Skinner, what a kick from Harvey Skinner. No, doesn't quite bounce nicely through. Sits out the tackle, Jack Noll for the corner. Jack Noll, sensational finish. I said earlier, be a little bit quiet today. Boyzy woken up. Slides out the tackle. Slips into his man. Goes to the corner. Classic Jack Noll, that Joseph. Jack Noll shows his class with an adaptive take of the ball there from an unlucky bounce. And he runs straight to the corner, makes the score 33-3 Chiefs. A dominant performance for the extra team here. And Cust have been blown away tonight as we will look to convert here. But Jack Noll showing why he is such an important figure within this Chiefs team. Yeah, so Jack Noll, essential to what this side do. As you mentioned, Chiefs now firmly in front here. It's Exeter Chiefs 33, Castro Olympique 3. Solomon Akata. Got Lewis face lovely ball from the Tonga to find Sam Simmons. Finds Josh Hodge, backs his pace. What a tap tackle that from Jabule. Ollie Woodburn still going. Can't get the offload away to Dan Frost. Finds Mortender instead. Lovely pass to Joe Simmons. Joe Simmons. Jenkins. Shundag for the corner. Chris Lovely finish. It's the student link-up that you cannot beat at the Chiefs. Lovely play on the left-hand side from Hodge. Re- really well worked there from Joe Simmons. Sigh in the space to Jeff Jenkins. Perfectly timed pass to find his fellow EURC player in Daffod Jeff, in Christianza. And the Welsh international scores in the corner, Joseph. He does indeed. Prob- bouncing off the momentum of getting picked in the Welsh Six Nations squad. Chris Chitzer scores the try to make it 38-3 to the Chiefs. Exeter finishing their group stage of the Champions Cup in style. Very much so. Two tries in the last five minutes to round off this group stage. Exeter Chiefs 38, Castro Olympique 3. So Joe Simmons, the final kick of the, today's game, right from the touchline again. Flying towards the sticks. Cheers from the crowd. Flags up from the assistants. Nails the kick. It ends here at Sandy Park. Exergy's 40. Castro Olympic 3. Joseph, man of the match, first of all. Henry Slade. Henry Slade, great performance throughout this game. Scored a try earlier on. Great kicking with the boots. The man of the match at the ground here was given to Ollie Woodburn. This does not dos- this is not discount Ollie Woodburn's performance. However, on individual performance alone and individual brilliance, my man of the match was Henry Slade. There you go, and I must say, the game in general, Exeter by far and away the better side in that. He was Exeter a better one, they from start to finish, up front, out wide, the last five minutes, dominance. 
Exactly. Castre Olympique, they were lacking confidence before this tie and they will be keeping to lack confidence now. And Exeter Chiefs came into this game knowing they'd qualified and knowing that if they won this game, they'd get a home tie in the last 16. But, and that would give them momentum as we come through the Champions Cup. So I believe that Exeter Chiefs came in with the best mentality through this game and that that was what won them that game, particularly towards the last five minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you very much for listening to this Expression FM broadcast. I've been Alex Gregor. Thank you very much, Joseph Terry, for your contributions today. And we will catch you at the next game. Thank you very much.